Hey everyone, welcome to our Strong Mind, Strong Body podcast. I'm your host, Angie Miller, and today we are going to talk about women's health and the weight debate. Basically, what we're talking about is why are we so focused on weight loss when we can focus on weight training to promote positive body image in female clients? Because I believe that when we empower our female clients to strengthen and build and improve their overall health through weight training, we shift the spotlight toward these powerful health benefits and we shift it away from these disordered eating patterns that can arise when weight loss is the goal. So today I have someone who I feel like is becoming a friend and she is definitely an industry peer and she is Farrah Khan and she is an RDN and a CDN. And I brought her on to talk about the great debate from a nutritional standpoint. So Farrah, let's bring you on and have you introduce yourself. Hi, Angie. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be on today. Um, really excited to be here. Uh, I, you know, I, I think you did a great job um, already. I am a registered dietitian nutritionist um, certified through the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, and I'm a certified dietitian nutritionist in New York State as well. Um, I do have a private practice in New York, and I teach nutrition courses at, at an undergraduate and graduate level as well in New York. Um, and then I also do corporate and community workshops, uh, both on general health and wellness and also on specific health and nutrition issues. And certainly women's health is one of the big areas that's come up as well, um, you know, both individually with clients and then also just in group settings, uh, talking about women's health and certainly what we're going to talk about today as well, you know, the great, the wheat debate and strength as sort of an empowering force. Right. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of free time is what I'm hearing, Farah. <laughs> You're not busy at all, right? You just, you know, you just do a few things. Isn't that the way that we all function? So Farah, I, I feel like there's a proliferation of these body image messages that goes on in our society. And it feels to me like they're pretty targeted toward women, dictating how we should look at any given age. And I think it's safe to say that this leads a lot of women down a rabbit hole of of striving to look a certain way according to societal standards. <clears throat> but my thought is, what if it weren't about weight? And what if it were about empowerment? So if our goal today in this episode is to focus on empowerment through strength, and you're a nutritional expert, from a nutritional standpoint, what's one of the things that comes to mind when you think about helping women achieve their strength goals? Awesome. Um, yeah, I, I feel like that's a brilliant introduction, Angie. Uh, absolutely. You know, I do think that we're sort of stuck, even though we'd like to think we're getting away from it, from this body image focus on women. Um, and when it comes to empowering women through nutrition, I think one of the biggest sort of pieces of advice I have is not to fear food. Um, the, don't look at it as the enemy. You know, don't look at it as something that will only contribute to weight gain. But think of it as a fuel. Think of it as a source of energy. Think of it as something that will empower you to be able to train, 
to be able to lift heavier in the gym, to be able to pursue fitness goals, um, you know, life goals, any sort of uh, professional goals that you have, but food is not the enemy. Um, now, there's a whole obviously layer to it uh, in terms of well, what types of food that, that you should you be focusing on. But yeah, that, the top thing I would say is you know don't fear food as something that only contributes to weight gain. It's so much more than that. So let's stay with that for a minute because I think that was a fantastic way to kind of invite this conversation in. And that is don't fear food. Food is not the enemy. I feel like every woman should have a little affirmation on a sticky note. Don't fear food. Food is not the enemy. It's kind of like my saying is always exercise is not dangerous, but people are. It's all about form and execution, but exercise itself is not dangerous. And I feel like we make food the enemy because... Um, all this, you know, kind of disordered eating pattern that arises from all these societal um, images and and this expectation that society has on trying to dictate what women should look like at throughout uh, the different decades. And so don't fear food. That's a perfect starting point. So again, I'm talking to Farrah Khan. She is an RDN and a CDN, and we are talking about the great way to be in terms of women's health. How do we empower women through strength training versus how do we get away from weight loss and all that other icky stuff? So um, from a nutritional standpoint, Farah, your your invitation was let's stop fearing food. Let's stop making food the enemy. So what else do you tell women nutritionally as mm-hmm. far as kind of empowering them to get in there and get at the weights? Um, I would say eat enough protein and carbohydrate. You know, a lot of times I'll notice with a lot of my female clients is that they're not getting enough protein in their diet. But, you know, if they're eating breakfast, it tends to be a little bit or a lot smaller than their other meals, Um, either grab and go or a very convenient option, you know, piece of fruit, granola bar, um, but it's small, you know, and it leaves them hungry throughout the morning or the rest of the day where their body's essentially trying to catch up in leaving them feeling very depleted at the end of the day um, and perhaps reaching for other things. So certainly making sure you're getting protein early on in the day and not skimping on it, you know, make it a priority. Um, so that's going to be one of the t- one, you know, of the top nutritional goals I would set for any woman is to say, all right, well, let's take a look at your diet. Are you getting enough protein in your diet? Are you including it at every meal and prioritizing it? In I have a question about that real quick. I want to, so on the protein, um, I found myself going for protein powders mm-hmm. um, and making a smoothie every single day. So um, I use a vegan protein powder and did a lot of research on that one. What do you think of the protein powders? You know, I think it's a great way to get in protein and hit your protein goals. Um, I think a lot of the time people may not want to take a protein powder if they're not exercising, but why not? You know, it's a, it's a convenient source of protein. I'm absolutely a foods first approach uh, type of person, but a protein smoothie in the morning, which you can add fruit to, you can add fiber to, you can add vegetables to if you want to, is a great way to get protein in and sort of jumpstart your day with a good dose of it first thing in the morning. Uh, whey protein, you know, it tends to have a higher what we call leucine content, which is an amino acid that really helps with building muscle. But plant-based proteins are great as well. And if you don't tolerate whey, then I'd say a plant-based protein or an egg white protein. Both of mm-hmm. those are excellent choices. But yeah, even if you aren't going to the gym, I'd say let's 
get you some protein, especially in the morning, um, you know, before you even start your day, but it starts you off on a right note. Yeah. I, and I think that that's true. Like I started with the whey protein and then that kind of gave me some gut issues and some bloating and I wasn't absorbing it well. And so I went to the plant protein powder, which, um, you, you know, there's personally, it makes me feel good. I stick some fruit in there. So you said one of the ways that you guide women nutritionally is let's get, let's make sure you get the protein in. And Farah, I had you on, on another episode and we talked about using those apps. And so if women are confused, well, I don't know how much protein is in XYZ, just plug it into an app, plug your dietary intake into an app and let it spit back whether or not you're getting enough protein. Um, I know for me, I'm just not that good at it. So if I'm not plugging it into an app, I'm not really sure if I'm missing a major nutrient. Right. Um, and so, and it helps to, you know, sort of plan it in at every meal. I know that tracking, you know, is a great way to do it. Sometimes I'm a little cautious with, you know, some clients tracking, um, especially if they have expressed any sort of disordered eating concerns mm -hmm. in the past, then I will say, all right, let's not track because we don't want you to have you know, to get obsessed with the calories. But I'd say as to start with, I'd say, let's just add it in every meal. You know, a lot, most food products will have nutrition labels on them. So you can certainly look at that to see how much you're getting. Um, if you like eggs, those are a great way to sort of get a solid dose in the morning. If you eat dairy, Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, those are all great, you know, ways to get it in the morning. Even leftovers, maybe like chicken or turkey. Right. Include it in your morning. Don't skimp on it you know, at, at your meals, but make, plan on having it at every meal, um, it, at a snack as well, if you can. And that really does help make sure that at the end of the day, you know, you're close to your target, if not at your target. Right. Um, so so get into every meal, I think is a great way to start. Well, and, you know, with the summer coming and being able to grill out and meat tastes so good, chicken tastes so good when it's on the grill, salmon tastes so good when it's on the grill. So, you know, I think that's a great thing to keep in mind. So you mentioned the improper nutrient intake and you said protein, which is what everybody would think of when it comes to weight training. But then you said carbs. What? The evil carbs. I know. So, um, why are carbs so important? Because personally, I love me some carbs. So. Why are, car and, and, you know, I know we're not talking about chips here, but good yeah. thing is I'm not a super big chip eater. Give me chocolate and I'm going to take you down for it. But chips. Opposite. I love tortilla chips personally, but um, <laughs> you know, the salt too than the sweet too. But yes, you're right in that a lot of women will fear carbs. And I know the low carb sort of diet trend has been around for way longer than I wish it were. Um, but carbs are a great, great fuel source for our body. You know, our brain relies on carbs, on glucose to think well, our body relies on carbohydrates to perform well. Uh, so if you are, you know, pursuing any sort of fitness endeavor, well, whether it's an endurance exercise or in this case, whether it's strength training and you want to lift weights and you want to build strength, you absolutely have to have the fuel to do so. You know, I mean, no one would think of driving a car with an empty gas tank. Um, so why are we, you know, sort of forcing ourselves to limit our carbohydrate intake and then thinking that we can, you know, go hard in the gym, can can build strength? Um, it, it sort of doesn't make sense. So don't fear the carbohydrates. You know, make sure that you are eating adequate carbohydrate to fuel what you're doing with your training and to also have the energy mentally and physically to be able to train. 
Um, I think it both, you know, it applies to both areas, your brain, your central nervous system and your periphery, your, uh, your muscles, you know, your desire to be able to do things. You're not eating carbs. You're going to feel tired. You're going to feel unmotivated, you know, and carbs for women, and we can get into this a little bit more if you like, um, certainly have, you know, other far reaching uh, sort of consequences like excessively limiting carbs can affect their mood and their thyroid function, uh, cortisol levels. So, you know, don't fear carbohydrates uh, is another big message. Obviously, choosing the right kinds is going to be helpful, not, you know, the chocolate cake all the time, but, um, but certainly, you know, not forcing yourself to do a low carb intake at every right. Well, and here's the thing, you know, you mentioned carbs and mood and carbs and cortisol. I mean, uh, I've, I've seen people when they're on these high protein, low carb diets and, um, you know, mood is, is affected. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to say mood is affected and, uh, and we need those carbs, you know, they're just, they're friendly. <laughs> I call them the friendly food. You know, a lot of times, especially like I've had a lot of clients skip on carbs at lunchtime or at dinner and then feel like they're, they need a sweet treat right at the end, you know, or they're reaching for like desserts afterwards. I'm like, all right, well, your body didn't get enough carbohydrates during the day. And so now it's essentially forcing you or wanting you to eat a denser source of carbohydrate in the form of sugar because you really didn't get enough during the day. So don't skimp on carbs earlier in the day. You're going to have much better, you know, control or regulation of your sweet tooth if you include additional carbs earlier in the day, you know, with more fiber, as part of a healthy meal with some protein and healthy fats, you're going to be much more satiated. You're not going to be craving sweets at the end of the day because you've skimped on carbs earlier on. So, so it ties back into, you know, just having a healthy perspective when it comes to eating whole foods, you know, including the protein, including the carbs and the healthy fats, not limiting them for fear of weight gain, um, right. you know, eating excess calories earlier in the day. Like that's a notion we should get rid of. Eat to satiety. You know, don't skimp for fear of gaining weight um, and then overeat later in the day or feel like you're out of control later in the day. Right. Well, so I'm talking to Farrah Khan and she is an RDN and a CDN and we are talking about women's health and the great weight to be, meaning let's stop focusing on weight loss and let's start focusing on weight training as an empowerment toward women. Because so much of the messaging um, from society is looking a certain way, but what about feeling a certain way? And what we can get into the gym and we can empower our body through strength training, I feel like that that goes into our very core. I know I grew up at a time when women were just cardio, 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 cardio. And when I started weight training, the way that I felt about myself and the way that I looked at my body was so different because I felt so much more empowered when I, and, and, you know, I, I do both, but when I leave from doing cardio, I just feel depleted. When I leave from doing strength training, I feel like a bad, you know what? And so it's just a very different way that I, feel when I, when I leave the gym or leave a workout. So, um, Barry, you also mentioned the healthy fats. So you mentioned the protein, you mentioned the healthy carbs, not making food, the enemy, you know, food is not dangerous. Um, what about those healthy fats? So, um, the healthy fats are going to include, you know, things like your olive oil, your avocados, avocado oil, um, your nuts, you know, uh, al almonds, walnuts, um, peanuts, even though they're a legume, not a fat, um, and then your fatty fish, salmon, okay? Great source of omega-3s really helps your body's 
you know, reduce inflammation, really helps with heart health, but it's also a great fuel source for your body and it's not stored like some of the other fats in our diet. So, so all around, you know, those types of fats, your monounsaturated fats, your olive oil, um, olives, avocados, um, and your omega-3 fats, which are your polyunsaturated fats, great for heart health, they are, you know, absolutely amazing for your body. Um, you don't need to add, you know, tons of like avocado to your meal, but I think including some at each meal helps promote that feeling of, all right, you know, I'm, I'm satisfied. It adds a lot of flavor, adds satiety. Um, it also helps keep you full for a little bit longer if you're eating what I call a balanced plate, which includes an element of protein, element of some sort of fiber, you know, preferably from vegetables and some high fiber starches, and then some fat, you know, that's what I call a complete meal. Um, it's not a single component. So it's not just, you know, a granola bar for breakfast, which is very limiting, you know, in volume, but also in satiating nutrients. And that's not going to keep you full for longer. If you have a much more balanced breakfast with some protein, eggs, protein shake, um, Greek yogurt, some sort of carbohydrate could be fruit, could be vegetables with your eggs, could be beans, uh, could be high fiber toast, and then some healthy fat, you know, some olive oil either to cook in, some avocado, some nuts, flaxseed, nut butter thrown into your smoothie. That's going to keep you full for a lot longer um, and satiated for much longer so that you are feeling energized, your energy levels are sort of steady throughout the day. You're not experiencing, you know, hunger. Uh, excruciating hunger later in the day. You're not experiencing mood swings where you're right. sort of having a sugar crash. Um, so, so yes, including them at every meal, I think does help with satiety. Well, and, and the thing is, is that we, when we think about going to the gym to, to do weight training, we think about feeling strong, feeling empowered. And how do we do that? We do that through nutrition, setting ourselves up or setting our bodies up for success. So, you know, Farrah, when you and I were talking, um, we were talking about how sometimes when you work with clients who do come in and they presented with some disordered eating thoughts or patterns, um, we talked about kind of reducing that that mindset or shifting that mindset from weight loss to weight training and empowerment. And you had mentioned to me that the first thing you do is is what you said at the top of this episode was let's look at our relationship with food. And how do you help women kind of get into that mindset shift? You had a great idea about imagery, and I'd love for you to share that. Absolutely. Um, you know, and this was, the, I've, so I've actually, I've worked with quite a few clients, you know, female clients who have expressed, you know, some expressed disordered eating thoughts in Um, and then with other clients, you know, in particular, I've had a couple of adolescent clients where they did have certainly disordered eating um, and a full-blown eating disorder. And we worked on looking at empowering images of women who are very strong. Um, so I, you know, I went through several different images of female athletes who were gymnasts, who were CrossFit athletes, who were uh, Olympic lifters. And I would ask the clients, you know, what are the words that come to mind when you see these women? So their responses were things like strong, powerful, fearless, um, amazing, you know, um, uh, formidable. And, and that was really amazing to see that they were very motivated by 
you know, looking at these women who were strong athletes, that they looked powerful, they looked like they could do anything. Um, and that was exactly what I wanted them to feel. And so the next set of, you know, the next exercise we did was talk about, well, you know, do you think that they worry about their weight? Um, do you think that they're afraid of eating? You know, do you, how do you think that they look at food? And we shifted to the idea of looking at food as fuel and something that can help you build strength and can help you feel stronger and formidable and powerful and that it was not something to be feared and that the weight on the scale was not going to reflect everything about you. That, you know, in part, it also, gaining weight also is a reflection of gaining strength because you do gain muscle, you know, when you weight train and you gain strength. Um, but it really helped them stop fearing food and to stop looking at food as something that was the enemy that was going to cause them to gain weight. And it sort of opened the doors for them to break out of their shell, break out of this black hole of, of restricting food and, and start eating more and actually embrace the idea of building strength. And they both went on to participate in the sport, gymnastics, hockey, um, track and field, which was great, you know, and obviously they did that when they were back at a healthy weight. Um, but the, the biggest change was in their mindset, you know, and that was really, you know, motivating and really beautiful to see that they were felt so empowered um, and stronger physically, mentally. So, so that was really, you know, a wonderful experience. And, and I am so happy for them. Um, but I'm, you know, thank you for asking me to share that because I, I hope that that does inspire a lot of women to look beyond just the scale and look at food as something that enables them to be more powerful, to be strong. Right. I love when I see imagery on social media and even in the media now that is more focused on strong, empowered, healthy women. And I do feel like we are trying to lean into that imagery. We're trying to lean into that whole mentality. But what I, you know, I'm talking to Farrah Khan. She's an RDN and a CDN, and she is a nutrition expert. And uh, my goal today was just to talk about can, you know, how do we get women into the gym and move them away from this mindset of weight loss, which is often how women come to us and present to us as I want to lose weight. And I always say that the analogy for me is much like I do in mental health. Instead of thinking about what you need to get rid of or lose, what can you add to your life to make your life better? I practice solution-focused therapy, so it's always about nobody likes to think about getting rid of something. Get rid of something feels like punishment. Don't tell me to get rid of chocolate. But if you told me to add this, this, and this, then I feel like you're gifting me with some opportunity to be healthy versus kind of, you know, always this shame-based, get rid of this, get rid of that. And eventually, if we do enough of the right things or add enough of the right things nutritionally, the icky things, we don't crave them as much. Because we're eating enough sustaining food to, that that fills us in a way that we're not craving those things. Right. Um, what do you think? Did I did I sum that up pretty well? Absolutely, and you know, and I've had clients report that you know what I've added more protein to my diet, and they say I've added more fiber, but certainly the protein because that's always like a big area of not getting enough for a lot of women. And they say, well, I'm actually more satiated. I'm not snacking as much in between meals. You know, I don't necessarily crave something sweet in the afternoon or at night because they're just eating more 
uh, filling meals, you know, meals that are more balanced. So we've added, I w- we always do a thorough sort of diet walkthrough and say, all right, well, let's go through what you're eating on a day-to-day basis. And I, w- one of the things I look for, I look for several things, but one of them is definitely, you know, are they including protein at each meal? Are they eating balanced meals? And see, are they eating enough throughout the day? But, and then we focus on adding those things that they're not eating. So if they're not eating whole meals and complete meals, if they're skimping on lunch, you know, and, and sort of just eating at the end of the day and grabbing a quick breakfast and say, all right, well, let's add in a solid lunch for you so that you're not snacking on multiple things in the afternoon because you're genuinely hungry. So yes, adding in quality foods, adding in your protein, your fiber, your healthy fats, not being afraid to eat those meals for fear of the calories leaves you satiated and you don't crave, you know, all kinds of sort of junk foods later in the day. You know, there's nothing wrong with having the odd ice cream if you really want it, but you're not going to eat it just because, you know, if you're not going to eat it out of boredom, you're not going to eat it because you're ravenous and haven't eaten all day. Yeah, You'll know that you genuinely want some sort of a treat and you're okay with eating. Um, so we think it, it really helps empower women to recognize their own hunger and satiety signals as well, just to be eating more balanced meals. Well, and, you know, when you talk about making sure that we have the signals that we're full, you and I talked about in a previous episode on one of the best ways to get the signal as to whether or not you're full is to slow down when you're eating. Yeah. Um, if you slow down when you're eating, you recognize the signals. But if you eat when you're in the car or on the phone or one of those other, you know, um, mindless things, then you're not paying as much attention. Right. Um, but I'm talking to Farrah Khan and she is an RDN and CDN. And we are talking about the weight debate, meaning weight, getting away from weight loss and moving into weight training to empower women to send the messaging that um, weight training can help you build strength inside and out. It can make you feel empowered. It can make you feel good about who you are. And Farrah, you had talked about everything from imagery, using imagery, to making sure that you have a full comprehensive diet. Is there anything else that you want to say that you use from a nutritional standpoint to help set your clients up to give them a platform for building a strong body? So, I, you know, nutritionally, I definitely focus on quality, you know, taking a look at what are we getting enough macronutrients in? Are we getting enough protein, carbs, and calories, but also looking at adding more quality to their diet. You know, are we getting in a lot of your vitamins, your minerals, your antioxidants, your phytonutrients from food? All those are involved in, you know, your immune system, um, your mood, you know, helping you feel good on a day-to-day basis. So making sure that we're getting a good quality diet, hydrating adequately as well, you know, not sort of subsisting on coffee from the morning till the afternoon, but actually getting in enough quality micronutrients as well so that you feel good. You know, you're not getting sick often. You're not dragging when it comes to energy levels, but you are feeling sort of, you know, rejuvenated, probably not the right word, but you are feeling energized. You know, you're you're looking forward to things. You're looking forward to training. You're, you have the energy to do so. Um, so including, you know, both your macronutrients and your micronutrients, improving the quality of your diet. I think that goes a long, long way to affecting how women feel as well, you know, mentally, physically, um, and emotionally. And I think that makes a big difference when, when people just feel better, they're more upbeat about things, they wanna do things. 
Right. It affects their mood. Absolutely. It affects their mood. It affects their mindset. It affects how they move through the world. And you know, fair, I feel like for people like me, that's why there's people like you, because I know that I refer my clients out to somebody who is an expert in nutrition. I don't go there. I allow, you know, I work collaboratively with physical therapists, with nutritionists, both for my own health, but also for my clients' health. And so, Vera, thank you so much for coming on and talking about this, empowering women through strength training. You and I both contributed to the women's fitness specialization, which NASM is relaunching. And I don't know about you, but I feel like when I was reading through a lot of the chapters, the, the biggest theme was strength training. Yeah. Both as women age for young athletes, strength training, strength training, strength training, and why it is such a powerful mm -hmm. um, way of conditioning women. And I was so happy to see that that was really spotlighted in Great. that specialization. Awesome. Yeah. Thank so. you. And you know, I wanted to add one last thing was that, you know, if women are concerned um, and they're not sure, you know, if they're stuck in this, I'd say, take a look at your relationship with food. And, you know, how do you feel about it? Do you fear eating because of weight gain? You know, do you fear um, enjoying food? And do you fear eating too much earlier on in the day because of the fact that you're worried that you're going to gain weight? Um, if so, then that's something that, you know, we, you know, I would say reach out to a professional to talk about. Um, look at your relationship with your, the scale, you know, it does this thought of the scale bother you? Um, do you not want to get on it? You know, if so, then let's explore that because it's a data point. It, it shouldn't have an emotional attachment. Um, it's a reflection of, you know, one period in time and a conglomeration of like gravity's effect on our body, which is muscle, fat, bones, tendons, ligaments, and water. Um, so if we can break that emotional connection to it and say, all right, pick another goal, you know, pick a fitness goal, pick a strength goal, pick an endurance goal, something outside of weight that is more positive and focus on that. Chances are that it will bring about the body composition changes that you may seek, but you'll also feel much more empowered and stronger in the process, you know, obviously fueling adequately as well. But I think that's a much more powerful and, and empowering goal rather than just focusing on the scale and reducing that number. Um, mm -hmm. That can get very depressing, I think. And, and looking beyond that is a much more empowering and enriching goal for women to follow. Yeah, that's a that's a really, really great kind of sound bite to leave on. And that is that, you know, the the weight on the scale is is almost like a data point. But if we become too emotionally connected to it, it gets it has too much power. So what if we set a more empowered goal about um, you know, strength training and things that we can build and work toward? Um, so that's a that's a great thought. So our relationship with food, our relationship with the scale. And uh, so thank you so much, Farrakhan, for coming on, sharing all of your expertise. Thanks to our NASM and APA audience. And I can't wait to see you next time. Yeah.